Welcome to Gudao Jingxing, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into the ancient texts of Tao Te Ching to uncover its timeless wisdom and discuss how to apply it to today's absolutely insane world. I'm Ian Felton, practicing psychotherapist, and I'm joined by my co-host, executive coach, David Wong. Morning, David. Good morning, Ian. Good to see you. Good to see you. We've we finally arrived at the last chapter, chapter 81. It's been about three years, three years plus since you and I have been studying and a little more than a year since we kind of picked up partway through our study to start doing these podcasts. How are you feeling about wrapping up our chapter by chapter study of of the book? Yeah, I think it's a special moment to uh, celebrate uh, this key milestone. I'm, you know, I'm really proud of our, uh, you know, partnering and, uh, you know, week weekly uh, we meet to study this, uh, this ancient text. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that uh, we can continue to uh, dig deeper into it and uh, apply it to our daily life. Yeah, thinking about it that way that we've, because we hardly ever miss a week, even if we're not doing a podcast. So that means, I mean, we've we've met a probably about 150 times or, or roughly about that that number mm-hmm. of times to, to talk about this book. Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, yeah, it's a, Really, a time we should, uh, you know, pop up the champagne and uh, and celebrate. Well, cheers! cheers. I, I've really appreciated it. Great, great, great. So we are going to kind of wrap up this this approach to our podcast, and and just to let our listeners know, from this point on, we're going to take a more just thematic approach to studying Taoism. We're going to pull in other Taoist philosophers like Zhuangzi, and we're, we're going to just kind of parse out different themes of Taoism and, and just take a, an approach that isn't just so strictly adhering to the text. So I just want to prepare our, our listeners for that and, and always feel free to reach out to us if there's something that you want us to to tackle or or discuss, where we always want to hear your feedback and let us know. Hey, we think this would be really interesting. How about talking about this? You can always go to walkingthetimelessway.com. You can contact us there and let us know what you're thinking. So. David, how would you like to do us the honors of, of reading the last chapter of Tao Te Ching? Sure. Let me start. Xing yan bu mei, mei yan bu xing. Shan zhe bu bian, bian zhe bu shan. Zhi zhe bu bo, bo zhe bu zhi. Sheng ren bu ji. 既以为人,即以育有,既以与人,即欲多。天之道,利而不害,圣人之道,为而不争。
it, it, it's a, just a, a great ending, I think, for Lao Tzu to kind of bookend his core kind of message to to everyone. And, and I'm going to, I wanted to, to also just kind of end the way that I started, which was I wanted to do my own translation of the text. And so I'm going to read my translation of, of this last chapter. True words don't sound beautiful. Flowery words lack sincerity. To be virtuous, don't argue. Being contentious degrades virtue. Those who know aren't imprisoned by their education. Those trapped in their knowledge lack wisdom. Sages accumulate neither knowledge nor possessions. Their existence and wisdom arise by being in the service of others. And they have much by giving to others. The way of heaven is to benefit and not to harm. Sages act, but not for themselves. Wow. You should, uh, so this is your own translation based on, you know, the mm -hmm. understanding of the text. Yeah. You yeah. What's your considering uh, publishing your own version of your translation for the whole book? Mm. What did you like about that? Uh, thank you very much. What did you think about, what was your, what did you like about that translation? Uh, it, 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 it resonates with me in terms of how the meaning of it, the underlying meaning is connected to our time and our mm -hmm. world. You know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's still very faithful to the original intent, but I think it's, it has a contemporary uh, uh, tone. Mm. Yeah, the the part that I was really um, I think one of the the things that, in the spirit of that the the third line about knowledge just we're in an age of experts and PhDs and um, the information age and. Mm -hmm. We, look, we can still look at, at the world and see how many problems there are. And so all of this data, knowledge, and advanced degrees haven't seemed to necessarily solve the problem. And so that's why I kind of made that choice around education and being trapped in knowledge to kind of fit that the contemporary time. Yes, that's suddenly one of the... Um problems, I would say, of, uh, of today's education. It's more focusing on uh, information and uh, I think knowledge, but not, not in the sense of like the underlying wisdom of the knowledge, but the, the knowledge itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our, our time is, I think, even actively hostile to, to wisdom, that mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, what's this wisdom thing? Where, where, where's the data? What does the data say? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And of course, then decisions get made on the data without any wisdom. And then we do all kinds of stupid things, it seems like. <laughs>
Mm -hmm. There's a whole emerging field uh, that combines statistics with computer science. You know, it's uh, business analytics. Mm. Recently, I've been reading a, a you know a lot about it because I'm helping uh, helping a a young person who is you know who is interested in that field. Mm. So one of the things, just as you said, you know, I had in mind is so the data might correct the the bias. Right of uh, in the judgment of an uh, executive mm-hmm. when you do business analytics, mm. but at the same time, if you let the data take priority of intuition and wisdom, what are you ending up with? So obviously, you need to kind of a checks and balances. Right, the data sometimes maybe un- help you uncover some of your blind spots. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know fallacies or biases, but at the same time, it still needs a you know some kind of uh, wisdom mm-hmm. to guide us in our decision making. I I couldn't agree more. What was coming to mind for me was the 2016 election and the data driven campaign of Hillary Clinton and there was kind of this over eagerness to rely just upon the data and and where they they were so convinced that mm-hmm. they they had this huge lead in Wisconsin and Michigan that she mm-hmm. didn't even go mm-hmm. and talk to the people there she didn't even campaign mm-hmm. there because the data says we won. The data says we we don't need to. Mm-hmm. And of course, that didn't work out. She lost both of those states. Right, right. It's kind of a ironic. Yeah, yeah. At that time, there are a lot of uh, opinion polls. Really, you know, were very optimistic about her being elected. So, y- yeah. I mean, just if you want to look at just like a perfect example of the disaster. Mm-hmm. Of just relying upon data without using any wisdom at all. I mean, wisdom would say, "Hey, like we need to go and talk to our people. Like we need to go visit them." And mm-hmm. you know, just but no, it was a hundred percent relying upon data. I think there was many outlets that had. Like I think Huffington Post had her with like a 99% chance Mm -hmm. of winning the election. There was so many um, outlets that were saying she had a 90% plus chance of winning. And then, of course, there was the um, fateful night where as time went on, Trump had ended up winning. So that's the kind of thing that happens when you just rely upon data and don't use any sort of, of wisdom. Right. Right, that's a perfect example. It's it's kind of a and you know a big irony. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. There, the big thing that kind of stands out to me is about the, this idea of of those who know. Mm. What do you think it means to know? in a Taoist sense or, or in the way that Lao Tzu means with uh, the character um, 
um, Georgia, one who knows. Right, right, right. Um, I think just, you know, throughout uh, this Dao De Jing, I think uh, it seems like he's making a distinction between, you know, intellectual knowing and perhaps experiential knowing. Those are two different things. I think if typically, I think in his time and in our time, we give too much of a credit to those people who are uh, kind of intellectually, you know, being like trying to come up with a model or a conceptual model, right? And try to put the complexity of reality into that, fit into that model. So there are a lot of people who claim are in that sense. And obviously, you know, through experience, we all find out, including the example you just give, um, I think the reality will uh, speak back <laughs> at some point, right? And say, oh, you know, you thought you are Mr. Know-it-all, but here's the reality. Mm. So I think that Zhizhe is really somebody who knows deeply, uh, not in the intellectual sense, but who, you know, through all the, all, all being in some way. Yeah, I think that's a very, very clear, concise way of explaining it. And one that I think is, um, spot on in, in my opinion as well that I was even reading we talked a little bit about it before we met but reading there was a couple there was a Marxist dialogue on Lao Tzu and, and kind of critiquing Tao Te Ching both the good and, and the bad and Marxism is one of these kind of conceptual models where you know, you have the two, the the proletariat and the bourgeois, and they're kind of this ongoing warfare. And, and I think that kind of description of what happens in society is accurate. But then where I think the Marxists kind of lose touch with reality is that then they believe that they're these kind of knowledgeable people, the kind of enlightened intellectually that they can come up with this model then of, you know, okay, first we'll overthrow the, the bourgeois and we'll take over the ownership of the means of production and we'll have socialism and, and first like socialism will happen. And then, you know, once we have socialism in place, then, you know, the next step will be communism where, will get rid of the state entirely and there, there will be no state and it'll just be this communist existence where everyone owns everything. And, and they believe that they can control it. They believe that if they can just take power mm -hmm. and put their plans in place, this will all happen. And, and, and yeah, sure. The, the, the people who tried this before had horrible outcomes, you know, Stalin, well, that was Stalinism that, that wasn't called, communism or mm -hmm. or mao and it's like oh well that was maoism that wasn't what we would do mm -hmm. 
and they keep believing like they're the ones that just have the 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 better plan to 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 make it happen and if, and when it's their turn it'll all work out just great right so obviously that is not knowing is probably some kind of a belief right on mm -hmm. certain build upon certain assumptions about mm -hmm. history yeah that their knowledge is is what's going to be able to solve the complexity of the world's problems mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's the yeah. assumption the 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 false assumption yeah yeah i mean as marxist marx him he himself said you know all the philosophy uh prior to him you know were just trying to interpret the world uh he wants to see philosophy uh you know is really like used to to change the world mm -hmm. i think that quote was carved on uh, on on top of his tomb somewhere in mm. the uk somewhere in the park wow. yeah yeah so he was very explicit in saying like i i think that that my philosophy can be applied and change reality and manage all the complexities and he was very explicit in saying right that. right it's the opposite of uh, Tao. you know yeah Laozi. Laozi said uh, Sheng Ren, uh, uh, is more leaning toward like following Tao and, and Wu Wei. He's mm -hmm. more of an activist, you know, mm -hmm. trying to use his theory or belief to change the world. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So no, no wonder. And, and that kind of, um, when, when those types of Marxists encounter Dow, they're 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 kind of fit into the group of people. How Lao says, you know, the when some people encounter Dow, they they kind of laugh at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they didn't laugh at it, it would not be Dow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely thinks more like human my, mankind have their, you know, kind of agency. You know, I mm -hmm. think throughout human history, people talked about to what extent, you know, our world is, uh, you know, it's really a manifestation of Tao. And to what extent, you know, are, are we, a, uh, you know, are we be able to use our free will to control it mm -hmm. or to just to be a, a participant or be responsive to all the forces? You know, mm -hmm. I think he, he is more leading toward on, like, you know, we are the master of our destiny or something. Yeah, which which I think modern psychology even mm -hmm. has uncovered more and more how society is actually driven way more by unconscious urges, unconscious processes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so knowledge we experience in our conscious minds. But we do know now that basically people are are largely acting from their unconscious desires, from their unconscious nature, which I think we can say is kind of Tao working through us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can't kind of control that. I mean, we can try to understand it. We can try to 
I mean, I think on some level, psychotherapy when it's done well is just just really trying to get people deeper in, into that and seeing, you know, how much trying to control themselves and life is what actually causes all this suffering. And that feels like another way of just kind of aligning ourselves with Tao, just letting us experience Tao. Yeah, yeah. It sounds to me like the uh, the pure awareness uh, serves its purpose. If you go beyond that and say, based on that awareness, I will do something, right? I will kind of use my cleverness to manipulate. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when you are crossing the border, crossing mm-hmm. the line, I think, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like uh, let's take Facebook, for example. Like they, they have, you know, uh, you know they, they are doing lots of studies using the data, like to watch people's behavior, you know, people's behavior, as you said, psychologically speaking, is out of that zone of unconsciousness. Like, w- mm-hmm. you know, when, when you kind of go beyond that and say, oh, you know, we start to notice this, 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 and we should do something about it and make more money out of it. You know, maybe for a while it succeeded, but then, you know, I guess at some point there's another force that is playing out that will be cancel out that kind of tendency. That's exactly the working of Tao in some way. Yeah. So, so maybe let's let's jump to the end of this chapter when. Lao is talking about the way of heaven is to benefit and not to harm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking two questions. One, if Facebook was aligning itself with the way of heaven, how might their algorithms be mm. used? Mm. And then the follow-up question would be, how do you think Tao, as it unfolds, we'll kind of balance out what, what's actually happening with Facebook and social media in our society. Those are great questions. I'm glad you're, you know, connecting what's being said in this chapter and the, the world we're living in. So maybe we can take the first question first. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I think the original intent uh, was good, uh, you know, at the founding of the Facebook, as as far as I know, during that time, because at that time, Mark was still a student and was very kind of idealistic and really like trying to build up something to, you know, connect uh, us globally and to communicate. Uh, I don't know how that evolved, you know, exactly, but based on my observation of the society, I think a lot of forces join and trying to jump onto the bandwagon, and especially the the people, you know, with the capital. You know, Mm -hmm. he was, I think when he spoke at one of the commencements at Harvard a few years ago, he talked about, you know, the people who try to buy his company 
And at that point, he still had a, a you know a vision. Now I give him the benefit of doubt that his intent was a good one, but it seems like over the years it just spun out of control. And、uh, I don't, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I can say it, you know, they're doing things in a beneficial way. A lot of times, you know, they might, you know, or you know, somebody might have said something and say, you know, we're in the zone of creating some harm out there, but standing where they, you know, where they were. You know, in terms of the market capitalization, you know, sometimes, you know, because I couldn't read it, you know, the leader's leader's mind at that company. But based on my understanding of human nature, sometimes they just turn a, you know, it, it, other people's warnings fell on a deaf ear, and they find all kinds of、uh, justifications. Rationalize what they do. That gets to where we are now. So purely focusing on profit corrupts the way of heaven. It didn't. I think usually in the real world, it's mixed. But at the heart of your hearts, you know which way you're leaning towards.、Mm-hmm. Right, other people see the behavior over time. Only that can be be revealed. You know, if you talk to him, you know, if he was sitting, I mean, Mark was sitting at the, the, you know, hearings at the Congress with the, you know, senators,、mm-hmm. he wouldn't say that, right?、Mm-hmm. None of his people, like a Sandra, the second hand. The the、mm-hmm. right hand person、mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't say that. They know it. You know it's it it it's, it. You know they they would defend fiercely their brand and reputation.、Mm-hmm. But the reputation is not for them to say. I mean it's it's a collective conclusion, right? Yeah. By definition, reputation comes from how others perceive you, not how you perceive yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So what what do you think? That's you know based on, you know I, you know I do not mean to ju- make a judgment, but、mm-hmm. I use what I see, what I hear, you know, and and bring them together to analyze the situation. Well, I think the for me the biggest parallel between most social media. And the and the algorithms and the ones that have come out around Facebook and and their、mm-hmm. deliberate choice to filter the most reactionary、mm-hmm. posts, the one that elicit the most emotional intensity, is similar to that of tobacco companies in the twentieth century, where Mm-hmm. It's that same sort of thing of recognizing the addictive quality,、mm-hmm. also recognizing the harm, but then publicly 
minimizing the harm mm -hmm. and behind the scenes working to increase the addictive nature. Right. So this, this would be the opposite of the way of heaven. So, cause the way of heaven is to benefit and do no harm. They're actually working the opposite way, which is to, um, kind of enslave people's minds and attention and actively doing them harm when they, when they know, um, the results that it, it's causing teenagers to have low self-esteem and, and increasing depression and anxiety that the more time that people spend on social media, the more depressed they are, that the more reactionary the news feed, mm -hmm. the more um, polarization is happening. And behind the scenes, because there's ad revenue associated with engagement, Mm -hmm. And engagement is basically a function of toxicity. Mm -hmm. You know, the more toxic and emotionally reactionary the posts are, the more <laughs> Facebook profits. So it's like, all right, well, let's amplify that. I mean, it's it's the same as the tobacco companies. Like, the more addictive we can make these cigarettes, the more mm -hmm. profit we make. The more that we can capture a younger market the more profit we're going to make. I mean, it's the, the parallel is, is there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if it's the opposite of the way of heaven, then I guess, what is it? The way of hell? Mm -hmm. I mean, their, their way seems to be the way of hell. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's my thoughts on it um that you know as far as like an evil force i mean I, i'm not one who necessarily believes in you know good and evil as these kind of mythological forces in the universe but when we see you know the way of Tao and what's against Tao, i mean i think it's pretty clear that the way that um facebook has operated is you know completely against I mean, it's it's like taking the way of Tao and flipping it to its exact opposite. Right, right. You know, I I know uh, from you know some of the uh, histories that uh, uh, history of uh, philosophy that uh, it's being dis discussed and discussed and debated around the evil. Um, I think one of the key points was opinions is that uh, evil is does not have a a positive attribute. It's basically the absence of goodness hmm. is evil. So in, 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 in other words, it does not have a substance to it. Like say, in this case, you know, if there's kind of a evil around these social media companies that's their deviation or the absence of considering the be benefits or goodness in their decisions. Mm. Yeah, that they're not thinking about goodness at all. It's, it's just ad revenue. Yeah, yeah. 
or uh, a larger, the a more or or, or um, enlightened self-interest. I mean, it seems like they get very narrow and narrow and 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 try to really uh, be fall into the trap of the profitability. You mm -hmm. know, that's the more singular dimension. They may consider others, they may say about it, but at the end of the day, their behavior behavior is telling you that that's pretty much that they care about. Yeah, and, and on the opposite end of the spectrum, aligning more with the way of heaven, I'm not an expert on Lush, the, the um, bath um, company, the kind mm. of, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they, they basically make mm. nice smelling things for people's baths. So when you're taking a bath, you can have this like right. pleasant scent. And it's right. a very big company. I mean, they're, they're worth quite a lot. Um, but this, this um, week they announced that they were no longer going to use social media because of how toxic it is. And they gave up their Facebook, Twitter, mm -hmm. Instagram accounts because they said, we're not going to participate in this um, toxic system anymore. And they anticipated their losses at about $15 million as a mm. result of that decision. But the, the, the person in charge, I forget their name, but basically just said, we don't care. We're, we're, it, it's not worth $15 million to us to keep doing this and being a part of this um, toxic system. That's interesting. That actually gets to the second of your question. So mm -hmm. how this is going to be, you know, uh, going to be turning out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, you know, what you're mentioning, it, what you're, you mentioned is, uh, is probably part of the how Dow unfolds, right? Mm -hmm. The forces like this company you talked about, there might be more and more of these companies uh, to counterbalance the what's have whatever is happening mm -hmm. so it seems like at the end of so those forces uh throughout Dao De Jing we're talking about when something is is getting to an extreme it kind of returns this is how I see it like uh at the very beginning before Facebook came to the into the scene uh, there is a need actually for more globalized uh, connection or communications. So that's that's what brought mm. Facebook. That's the working of that DAO, right? Mm -hmm. But then you know, and it kind of starts to happen, and you know, it it, it doesn't keeps focusing on the benefits, but it's kind of a start to get stuck in a, you know, a profit mindset, another force or, you know, other forces start to come along to trying to keep the benefit of our, you know, this still global connected communications, but at the same time to minimize the harms of it. And that process seems to be the working of Dow. In a very dynamic way.
And when you look at it, how can you not concluding that Tao benefits and not harms? Mm -hmm. Because it's always dynamic in the way that brings the the benefit out of seemingly imperfect players and participants and forces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the e even in the midst of all this industrialization that has made life more convenient and more easy in a lot of ways, no, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a Tao, it's not a purist. In right. other words, and let's say only like try to, you know, get rid of all those like uh, problems or yeah. get rid of all these things and just like, have the pure essence of it. Mm -hmm. You know, communism is an example of that. Yes, I mean, it is. It, it is trying to create a uh, maybe a utopia or something that um, is out of the somebody's, you know, a, a sociologist of mine. I mean, Marx is yeah. Marx is yeah. a sociologist, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and in the process of trying to get rid of the impurities, that's actually what creates the evil. I mean, Ernest Becker wrote a lot about how. Actually, the evil that's done in the world most of the time is, is people who believe that they're trying to do good, trying to solve these problems. I mean, Mao Zedong is, is obviously a perfect example of that, you know, the great leap forward. But because there was this fixation on perfection, you had all of the local managers mm -hmm. lying to mm -hmm. the people above them about how much rice was actually being produced and so that everyone could say like, yes, we're creating this perfect society and how wonderful it is. But the reality was like, nope, 60 million people are starving to death. Mm -hmm. So throughout history, there are people like Hitler is another example. Yeah. Uh, so see perfect what, society. Yeah. 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 So it seems like the Dow, uh, you know, Dow is not, uh, intolerant, I would say, intolerant, right, yeah. of the impurities. It yeah. kind of accepts that as a like a ingredients. The messiness of life. Dow accepts messiness. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, it's interesting. So that's part of the story. Dow accepts messiness. Dow also brings the mess, some goodness out of that messiness. That's mm. the second part of Dow. Hmm. When you put all that together, I think Li Yar Bu Hai, I think seems to be a, a natural conclusion. The other maybe attribute is Tao is not when Li or Hai is like from the big picture. It's not a, a particular, like say, oh, Yen, so I'm doing a, you a favor. So mm -hmm. I'm benefiting you. Mm -hmm. It's much higher than that. Yeah, Lee is profit and high is harm. Right, right. But that Lee, that Lee and high uh, uh, profit or, or benefit or, or harm, benefit, yeah. yeah, benefit or harm, are not. What do would you say? Like, uh, are not particularistic. Yeah. Like I'm facing, I'm favoring yeah. my chosen people. Exactly. Like, like what's said in the Bible, like. A, 
the the Jewish people, right? right, right the Israelis, right, yeah. or, the special that they're special people. The chosen that God favors. Dao is not like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dao benefits all. And well, the going back to the chapter and um, very early on in Tao Te Ching, where the the metaphor of the straw, the sacrificial dogs, the straw dogs, where Dao treats the people like sacrificial dogs, the sage treats people like sacrificial dogs. Really, what that's saying, it's it's not saying that. Um, um, it's basically saying Dao is not doesn't favor any particular people or persons it's everyone is the same in how Tao functions and operates yeah yeah exactly there's the gen- same thing yeah there's a general sense of grace right mm-hmm. a, gen- a general sense of grace mm-hmm. and if a sage is a leader same thing doesn't take doesn't play favorites Mm-hmm. Just makes the the decision that's most aligned with Tao. Yeah, talking about the sage, the last four words, mm-hmm. we are Bu Zheng. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the, you know, we, we talk about the, we just talked about the, the the heavens way, right? Mm-hmm. So how that heavens way is manifested in the human society. So the last sentence, Sheng Ren Zhi Dao. We are Bujen. I find it very interesting because throughout the Dao De Jing, we're talking about Wu Wei, right? Mm-hmm. Wu Wei. Mm-hmm. And here he actually talks about Wei are Bujen. Yeah. Says it right? without the Wu. Yeah. Yeah, without. It says Wei. Right, right, right. To act. Yeah, to act. But act in a, not in a traditional, like a conventional sense. Like when we look at mm-hmm. people's taking action uh, in human society, um, it usually involves uh, some, you know, agenda or, uh, or goals. Like which the is Marxists, more, the communists. Yeah, which is yeah. more self-oriented. Mm-hmm. At the, at the, in the essence of it is mm-hmm. more self-serving or self-directed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, they can claim that, you know, we're doing that for the majority of people or for others. Mm-hmm. But at the heart of it is uh, itself. So mm-hmm. so here, Zheng, uh, what do you think about what Zheng here means? Like, really, we are Bu Zheng. What kind of a mindset is that? Well, I think first, I think what Lao Tzu is really doing here he he's really defi- he's really defining wu wei with these four characters what he's saying is wu wei is wei are bu zheng yeah yeah they are actually they mean the same right it's, it's just the same like thing. yeah 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 so and, maybe for our listeners we can you know we talked about in the past but in here what does it mean to be Wei Ar Bu Zheng in our world? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll ask you to first. I'm I'm just going to spell it out because I know some of our listeners probably mm-hmm. aren't familiar with with the Chinese as as much, and so mm-hmm. Wu Wei is not to act, and that's the common 
phrase used throughout Tao Te Ching mm-hmm. whenever it's talking about not contrived action. And then Wei Ar Bujang is to act without competing. Um, so I'm going to turn the question that you asked me back back to you. What what does that mean? Uh, so earlier we were talking about uh, the heaven's way. Uh, so we use heaven's way as a reference point. I think the Wei Ar Bujang or Wu Wei it's not like not doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's like doing something, doing everything with a different spirit. Meaning, you know, in our society, uh, you know, we're, you know, it's more of a, you know, conventional wisdom. You know, we have our legitimate self-interest, right? It's me, me, me. So I doing this. But that's the prim, pretty much that's the premise of our actions. You know, I'm doing this because it's it's good for me, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but according to the, you know, Lao Tzu's idea, you know, that notion of me, you know, can be an illusion because we are connected, we're interdependent with the rest of the. The universe with other people. Mm-hmm. So, Shengren is like being part of that interdependencies, but not trying to, you know, claim the credit and say I've done it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm do this for myself to grow my own power or to accumulate wealth. Mm-hmm. I think that mindset gets to the core of. Like a Wu Wei, it's not like doing, doing nothing. It's like doing things without striving, and a part of the striving actually comes from the, uh, you know, excessive self-interest. Mm-hmm. You know, based on my observation of a lot of the leaders, like I, I work as executive leader, uh, you know, executive coach. Because I think a lot of the times they have an agenda, but that agenda is not. It is more of an obsession with how much power they want to acquire, as opposed to for their employees and for the larger organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that, and the the word "jung" as competitive competitive substituting that word self-interest that that you've been using in the examples we can do that yeah 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 that that jung implies that separation right like here's mine Mm -hmm. here's Mm -hmm. yours yeah always about harmony it's not about harmony of yes it's not about harmony. It's it's about more about you know building walls, drawing boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's not how heaven operates. Mm-mm. Heaven sees all things like connected. It's 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 one. It's a one as mm-hmm. opposed to like many. 
Yeah. And, and this is what's kind of funny. It's like, it's like the vision that the communists might have, but without all of the interference of the um, mind of the human, like I can control it. I can, I can do it through the intellect where in Taoism, we really talk about getting to that through virtue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In other words, I think maybe this is the defining difference where to a large extent, the communists and the Taoists, like the communists are almost describing the way of heaven where there's no status, there's no ownership, there's no boundaries. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's Tao, but the, but the communists, at least as described by Marxists, they believe it's an intellectual endeavor and you get to it through taking control and then having this plan and doing it through enforcing the intellect where the Taoists see that it's done through virtue. It's, it's a, it's a, it's an exercise of the heart and of cultivating character. It, it, exactly. I think that's the, I, I think you are touching on something which is you see different variation of that, uh, that, the vision of one uh, is set in so many ways in different cultures, you know, different belief systems, right? The vision of one, no hierarchy, no mm. no power struggle, no uh, junk, no junk, right? Yep. No vision. Yep. But you end up using the opposite of that vision, the the means that is opposite of that vision. So communism, communism in in the historical sense, communism like in practice, mm -hmm. have that kind of uh, failed because of that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm seeing that in the democratic society, you know, people are trying to achieve to, to achieve democracy through undemocratic means. Yeah, meaning we are judgmental about each other. We're mm -hmm. policing and say you should have this value. Mm -hmm. then you can be called democratic. Yeah. Right? And democratic meaning that you agree with me and all of my points. Exactly. So, and also in history, you know, God, you know, is one, but we end up saying, you have to believe my God. Yeah. Otherwise, I will use crusade to crush you. Mm-hmm. So those things, I think, throughout history provides a really interesting question. Maybe we're all thinking about that thing, that one, that oneness, right? That harmony, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. But the means we use seem to, are, to be, you know, sometimes violent, sometimes very intrusive, sometimes very forceful. And it, mm -hmm. it creates more problems, more disasters mm -hmm. than it tried to solve. Yeah, which is, I think, why the, the conclusion of Taoism resonates so much with me. is like the best that we can do is cultivate our own personal virtue and 
that's essentially it. And 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 uh, and uh, do it through Wu Wei. Yep. Parad, You know, I think paradoxically, right?、Mm-hmm. Doing that through Wu Wei. Wu Wei are Wu Bu Wei. Yeah. Leave nothing unaccomplished through mm-hmm. Wu Wei. Mm-hmm. There's a paradox in there. Mm-hmm. But maybe life is, you know. Has a lot of paradoxes like that. It certainly does, and that's how we account for the complexity of it and the seeming absurdity of life. I mean, the the things that the absurdists noted. I really think Lauza was an absurdist. I mean, he、mm-hmm. spelled it out, but actually in a beautiful way, rather than. I mean, not that the absurdists were all pessimistic, but I think Lauza gave a little bit more room for optimism, and 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 hope that yeah, yeah. you actually can become a a person of of character, and that that has meaning. Yeah, with I can in between the lines, I can still feel feel that tenderness,、mm-hmm. that lightness, that warmth in. Right in in his talking about the absurdity of the world, yeah. Well, the, many absurdist、uh, philosophies philosophers, I can sense is like very cynical about it. Okay, you know, like it had that kind of edgy French intellectualism to it, where you you had to kind of like be smoking two packs of cigarettes a day and kind of. You know, forcefully kind of discarding like like life doesn't matter. Look, I'm we're just going to smoke until I die, and that kind of thing.、Um, where Lauza's, I think, a little more optimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I still feel hopeful, but I'm not delusional anymore.、Mm-hmm. Those two things. Like sometimes I, I see a lot of people are very naively. Or delusionally hopeful, but in Laozi, there's a you know that hope in there. Like eventually, you know, nature or Tao will round things out and、uh, mm-hmm. right or balance things out.、Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Don't be too cynical.、Mm-hmm. Don't lose hope, but don't get very deep into the、uh, you know to the polarities of things and get very delusional about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't over over or underreact. Just act accordingly. That's that's another great way of putting it. Yes. We still have a lot to explore and and uncover. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We have come a long way, and I think uh, just uh, we we leave. Our discussion at this, and really like look forward to talk to more more about it, and really like immerse ourselves in, in it. Yeah, I'm excited for the new、um, era of our podcast, the new direction that we'll be taking. I'm really excited to to talk more about Zhuangzi and、um, just kind of see see where Dao leads us.、Mm. Well, thanks, David. Thanks for 
three plus years of wonderful um, companionship while we um, explore something that has always meant a lot to me, but I had never found, you know, my, my soulmate to, to explore it with. And so I, I appreciate you being that person and it just means a lot to me. Well, the appreciation is mutual. And we also would like to thank uh, our listeners, uh, you know, no matter where you are, you know, if you uh, enjoy the conversations and learn a little bit from, you know, uh, our podcast, uh, that will add more to our satisfaction. And we're looking forward to continue to walk this, you know, the timeless way with with you, uh, Ian, and uh, with hopefully with uh, more uh, people who share our interests.